0: A few years ago, the Parkham branch of the WI in England was due to have a special speaker on the theme of pirates. And so it seems that the branch was quite lively, and the ladies decided that to mark the theme, they would all come in fancy dress as pirates. So you can imagine, you know, the, the eye patch, the, the funny hat. Uh, Someone had a wooden leg. Um, I don't think they chopped their leg off for the night, but they kind of pretended. Someone even had a parrot on their shoulder. They went all out. It looked like a rehearsal for the musical parrots of Penzance. But then the speaker started his talk, telling the experience of the time when he had been held hostage by somali pirates he had been delivering a tug to singapore when it was boarded by nine armed somali pirates demanding 1.6 million pounds of a ransom after a long period of negotiation the pirates accepted just under 500,000 and let them go the ransom was paid and Colin and his crew were released they were given freedom this week we've been thinking about cross purposes asking afresh what the cross achieved and we found that there isn't just one purpose of the cross that there are many it's as if the the cross is like a diamond as you look at it from different angles the light shines and sparkles in new ways so far this week we've seen how the cross brings us reconciliation with God as we're brought near into relationship with him and then as we're drawn near to God so we're also drawn nearer to one another in peace. Last night we looked at the cosmic consequence of the cross, bringing victory against the rulers and powers against Satan and his forces of evil. And tonight we turn our attention to freedom. And even though it's quite difficult, I'm going to try to resist shouting out freedom in the Mel Gibson Braveheart Scottish accent i'll spare you that so for a few moments this evening we're going to look at the freedom that the cross brings but to do that we need to ask what are we free from how was the freedom achieved and what are we free for so what are we free from how was the freedom achieved and what are we free for so first of all, then, what are we free from? You might know that the American Declaration of Independence claims that every person has three unalienable—that's hard to say—unalienable rights, rights that no one can take away: life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They claimed that everyone was free or I remember uh, back whenever uh, we were playing with friends at school and someone did something that other people didn't like and they said well it's a free country I can do what I want you see we like to think that we're free but the Bible teaches that all of us by nature and by choice are actually slaves while we may not realise it We are held in slavery. We are captured. Do you remember in John chapter 8 where Jesus says, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then the Jews that Jesus is talking to, they they take the hump. And they say, "No, no, no, we're not slaves of anybody. We are free. We've never been a slave. But what does Jesus say? Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. We think that we're in control, that we do what we want. Temptation comes along, an opportunity to do a little teeny weeny tiny sin. No one would know. Just a wee white lie. Or something so small no one will ever know about it. We can handle it. We're in control. But then lies build on lies. Or the wee sin that we think we can control. becomes bigger and comes to control us. So we devise ways to do it more often. We fall to more and more and more like the addict we are addicted to sin, we are buying down to it, we're held by it we are as Jesus said enslaved by it like a, a fly spotting an ice floor and landing on it only to be caught by the Venus flytrap we're caught, we're Slaves to sin. We can't escape. But the good news is that Jesus came for us. As we heard in Mark's gospel, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As we heard at the start with the uh, the ladies of the WI, the the ransom is the payment made uh, for release of captives or hostages. And the speaker uh, that day, Colin, got away with a small payment of just under 500,000. But the current rate, if you're captured by a Somali pirate, could be as much as 3 million pounds. Anyone got that in their back pocket tonight? Anyone got it under the mattress? That's a, a huge sum of money to pay to release someone. Just think of trying to raise that amount of money to give someone you love freedom. Freedom. It would be almost impossible. And yet, that's like a pittance. That is like small change compared to the biggest ransom payment ever. And if you have a Bible in front of you at page 1217, page 1217, say as you're turning that up that there's no sound that a preacher likes to hear better than the thistle of pages as people open up the bible and turn to see that what we're saying is what the bible says uh, and we're not just making it up page 1217 peter writes this in verse 18 at the bottom of the page for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold That you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. But with the precious blood of Christ. A lamb without blemish or defect. One of the Psalms says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Money would be no object to God. But all the tea in China, all the money in the world wouldn't be enough to pay the ransom for you to receive freedom from the slavery of sin. As the children's song goes, I'm sure you sing it here too. I'm special because God has loved me for he gave the best thing that he had to save me. And what was that? Was it gold? Was it silver? No. His own son, Jesus, crucified to take the blame for all the bad things I have done. Peter describes Jesus there in verse 19 as the lamb without blemish or defect. He's describing Jesus in the very words used of the Passover lamb the lamb that died to ransom and redeem the children of Israel when they were slaves in Egypt we find the details in Exodus chapter 12 a lamb for every household kill it, paint the blood on the doorposts and the lintel of your house roast the lamb, eat it and be ready to go You see, death was coming to every house in Egypt that night. God had said that the angel of death would sweep through the land, killing every firstborn. And it happened. The next morning, every Egyptian home was in mourning. Their firstborn lying dead. But in every Israelite home the firstborn was alive how did that happen well the Passover lamb the lamb without blemish had died in place of the firstborn son the lamb had given its life in place of the firstborn son and God made that promise that where I see the blood I will pass over I will skip your house The firstborn was ransomed and redeemed by the lamb which died in its place Can you imagine being the firstborn son that night in Egypt Would you be nervous knowing that death was going to sweep through the land knowing that you were in its sights imagine eating the lamb knowing that it had died instead of you how many times would you ask your dad dad are you sure you painted the blood on the doorpost? Did you did did you do it enough is it there will I be safe Are you sure you painted the blood on the doorpost? Because that's the only way I'll, I'll make it through tonight. It's no accident that Jesus and his disciples were sharing in the Passover meal this very night. The disciples knew how the Passover meal worked they kept it every year but this year this particular time was was different as we'll hear and see shortly Jesus took bread he blessed it he broke it he said this is my body given for you he took a cup of wine and said this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many Jesus makes the connection between the Passover and him Jesus Is the Passover lamb. The ransom is paid in his blood. His life poured out for us. Have you taken refuge. Under the blood of Christ. Have you applied that blood. To your soul. And as you do so. Have you heard the clink. Of chains being cut. The voice that says you're free to go. Because Jesus says whom the son sets free. He is free indeed. You're free. From slavery to sin. The freedom was won by the ransom being paid. You have been redeemed. You have been brought back as you trust in Christ. But what are you free for? What's the point of being free? I wonder if you ever heard these words when you were growing up or maybe you have said them yourself. If you're under my roof, you're under my rules. No one? Anyone? Yeah, once or twice, yeah. My house... My rules. Peter tells us uh, in that passage that you have open that we have been brought into God's family, that we call on God as our Father. Verse 17 Since you call on a Father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. You see, we're in his house. We've been brought into his family. We've been adopted to be his children. And here's how it goes at verse 14. Look at it with me. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. As Paul says elsewhere, don't use your freedom as an excuse to go back to sin. Don't be set free from prison and then go back and knock on the door and want to go in again. You're free. Don't go back to serve sin anymore. Our father calls us to holiness. Because he is holy. One time, years ago, I was probably only about five five or six. And I was out with my granny one day. And we went into a shop and, and we didn't know the man at all. But the man said to my granny, that wee fella must be a Moles. That's my mum's name before she was married. That wee fella must be a Moles. He looks exactly like the Moles from from Nenadirk outside Banbridge. He didn't know us, but he knew who my mum was. He knew who my grandparents were because um, I looked like my mum. And Peter calls us to use our freedom to live out the family-likeness. To become more like our father. You have been set free to follow. Set free to serve And set free to love, verse 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. Once a dad gave his son a birthday present. It was a do-it-yourself little boat. The young boy spent many hours building it into a beautiful little sailboat, crafting it down to the finest detail. He took it down to a nearby river to sail with it. He he played with it every day after school. But one day when he put it into the water to play with, an unexpected wind moved it away from him very quickly, swept it down the river. And though he chased it along the bank, he, he couldn't keep up with it. The strong wind and the, the current carried the boat far away. The heartbroken boy knew how hard he would have to work to build another sailboat. Further down the river, a man bought the sorry found the little boat, took it to town and sold it to a shopkeeper a few days later as the boy was walking into town he, he noticed a boat in a shop window when he went up to the window it looked exactly like his lost boat so he went into the shop he, he looked at it even closer he told the owner that the boat belonged to him It had his own little marks on it, but he couldn't prove it, that it was his. The shopkeeper said that the only way he could get the boat was to buy it. And the boy wanted it back so badly that he did exactly that. And as he took the boat from the hand of the shopkeeper, he looked at it and he said, Little Boat. You're now mine twice. Once I made you. And now I bought you. Friends that is exactly what Christ has done. He made us. And he has bought us. Praise my soul the king of heaven. To his feet, thy tribute bring, ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Who, like me, his praise should sing? In Christ, by his cross, we are free, free from the slavery of sin, free. To be holy like our Holy Father. Freed by the blood of Christ. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we rejoice in our redemption. We rejoice that you gave the best thing that you had to save us, to free us. Father, we pray that as we take bread and wine, as we remember again the great cost of the cross... We pray that you would speak to us afresh. That we would experience your love in a new way. We pray that you would help us as we leave this place. To walk in freedom. To walk by your spirit. To become more like you. We pray this.